0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash brodofantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us. So the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit brotofantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start-sit advice. Everything you need is at brotofantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up-to-the-minute TD updates on game day and up-to-the-minute start-sit decisions, and of course, youtube.com slash BrodoFantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrodoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Victory! We're Johnny taking you Dama? on a Viking quest ah. right now with the Vikings in the NFC North. Uh, we're coming in on the close of this uh, hashtag Skull. Thirty-two teams in thirty-two days. Um, so sad. Not quite. Yeah, you're right. So we have got at, ten teams to go. That's right. Eleven. But, you know, we're actually, in the, we're in the last. We're in the last quarter, including, including Team Skull. It's actually third. thirds. We're in the last third. Um, <laughs> uh, let's start with the offensive outlook for the Vikings again. That's when we look at the coaches and the offensive coordinator and see what kind of effect they're going to have on the offense. The head coach again is Mike Zimmer. The offensive coordinator is Kevin Stefanski, who was promoted from within and has been with the Vikings since guess one. 2012. Jason? 10. Oh, 6. I was going to guess oh, 07. Five. Yeah, he's he's been there. Last year when he took over... Um, It's hard to tell what his offense brings because they destroyed Miami, and then they destroyed Detroit, and then they got shut down by Chicago. So they destroyed two of the worst defenses in the league and got shut down by the best defense in the league. Also
1: underrated, brought in a new assistant head coach slash offensive advisor, one of the best running minds in the league, Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak, yes. Dude, I pounded the table for the Jets to sign Gary Kubiak the year he signed and won with the Broncos. So it hurt to see him win with the Broncos because I wanted the Jets to get him so bad.
0: We were pounding the table to get Peyton Manning. <laughs> As Jets fans, too, we're also pounding the table to get Kirk Cousins, who's the quarterback in our division breakdown. Luckily, Lord. we didn't. Um, but he is now with the Vikings. Disappointing season, season for Kirk. Baby Sam um, fell over, guys. What? Oh, damn. We didn't the even notice. Disrespect to Baby so Sam. So much disrespect. Sorry, <laughs> all good. Um, Under fire all season behind the bad line. Does he bounce back? Because they, you know, a lot of the excuses. He had a bad line. He had a bad line. He got sacked the tenth most times in the league, and that's was behind guys like Matt Ryan. Like, I don't buy much into that. Yeah,
1: dude, Kirk Cousins is who he is. If you look at his last four years, they're so similar. And there's volatility of people around him. There's volatility of his numbers a little bit. So his last four finishes have been quarterback eight, five, six, and thirteen, but all very similar numbers. His average stats are 4,465 yards, Which 28 touchdowns, 11 okay. picks, yeah. 111 rushing yards, yeah. three and a half rushing touchdowns.
0: Really? He always seems he to find the end rushing. zone yeah. on the ground. If Those you're getting Kirk games. Cousins, you like that.
1: You're getting someone who's gonna be a QB like 13. So that's where that's what you need to decide when you're drafting. Do you want someone who's gonna be a QB 13, or do you want someone who has a little bit more upside? I have him at 18 right now because I think that some people of him have a little bit more upside. But I know that at the end of the year, he's going to be higher than 18. You know, the thing about Kirk Cousins, He also he was a QB 14 in true throw value last season, so also pretty spot on right with the, the 13th overall ranking, is that he's a perennial low-end QB 1 every single year, basically. And anyone drafting otherwise is just mistaken, because you should know who you're drafting at this point when Jeff Cousins. And now, if anything, the ceiling's even the ceilings lower with Gary Kubiak and Stefanski even, with the second half last season. They ran the ball a lot more, too. Kirk Cousins is a good candidate to do something I like to do, something I'll talk about on our Wednesday pods. Look at two guys with different schedules and see if they come together. Big Ben is very good at home. Drew Brees is very good at home. If Kirk Cousins is home a lot when Drew Brees is on the road, and, and you could flip-flop him if their schedules are mismatching with home games. And then you have a great quarterback every week.
0: And then you got to ask yourself though, do you want to do you want to take a spot for a quarterback like that? Yes, that's one strategy. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, in the deeper leagues. Come. But if you're rolling with just Kirk Cousins, there will be weeks we will be disappointed. Um, let's go to the wide receivers because Kirk Cousins did support two great fantasy wide receivers last year. One of them was Adam Thielen. Really hot start to start the year. So a streak of how many games with 100 yards in a row? Like ten. Um, I believe it was eight or 9. So eight, eight, nine 10, something like that. Um, one wide receiver one finish though after week ten, which is the bye week. He had seven in a row as a wide receiver one between weeks two and eight. You don't really see that wide receiver three for the west for the rest of the weeks after week ten, except one game in Miami where he finishes the wide receiver seventy four and fell off a cliff. Are you worried that defenses have figured out Adam Thielen, or is that just something that is you know the law of averages? Uh, it was eight, I just checked. So
1: eight games in a row with over 100 yards. That was nuts, the way he started last season. but Michael Adam, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> It is a little concerning, obviously, to see a dip like that, but then it all you see that it also aligns with the change in philosophy. Like, they got rid of uh, DiFilippo. They brought in Stefanski. They started giving the balls to their running backs uh, more. Kirk Cousins yeah. wasn't the g- reaching nearly as many attempts as he was in the first half of the season. The
0: game against Miami where... He, went, he was 74th overall. Both um, both running backs who were on the Vikings at the time had giant, ginormous games. Yeah,
1: but then like half those games, he saw uh, nine or more targets. So, I mean, he was still getting the targets and he's still a great route runner and uh, he's still going to be the main slot guy in Minnesota. So, I don't think his ceiling, 1,373 yards last year. The year before that, People forget just how good Adam Thielen was two years ago, too. Because all these people who are expecting this huge dip in production from Adam Thielen, 1,277 yards in 2017. After that ridiculous stretch where he put up over 100 yards in eight games, he only ended the season with less than 100 yards more than he had in all of 2017. So it's not like this is unprecedented production from Adam Thielen. So he's,
0: in my opinion, he's very safe. Yeah, back to back years of this. These numbers. Very
1: safe, high end wide receiver two, possibly high end wide receiver one. If Diggs uh, uh stays healthy, then he's going to be battling for targets more. But yeah, I'm okay with taking Thielen as a uh, wide receiver two. You guys want to hear something kind of crazy? Or what wide if, receiver one if you want RB heavy? Yeah. Like if you pick fourth, Kamara,
0: Connor, and then Thielen, there you go. Yeah, he's a he's a good wide receiver two. If you already have a wide receiver. Uh, an excellent wide receiver, too. And a good wide receiver, one, if he went double running backs in the third round. So, I literally just did this while
1: Michael was talking, and I th- I find it fascinating. In, the, in his last eight games last year, Adam Thielen's numbers were 39 catches, 448 yards, and three touchdowns. If you double that, so let's extrapolate that to a 16-game season, that's 78 catches, 896 yards, and six touchdowns. His numbers in the first eight games last year or basically that, seventy four catches, nine hundred twenty five yards, six touchdowns. Off by four catches and thirty yards. His second half over sixteen games, what he did in the first eight last year.
0: So he was double as good in the first half. Yeah,
1: yeah. he was also ninth overall in true throw,
0: true target value, on the season. What about his his teammate now? Stefan Diggs is probably the more talented of the of the bunch, but widely inconsistent. And I had him last year on two rosters. So I know I live with that inconsistency. Five weeks as a wide receiver one last year, five weeks where he busted outside of the wide receiver three. So he's feast or famine. Yeah. He's always has been. Diggs is the type of guy you want on your squad if you are also have Robert Woods. Like if you're on the turn you can get Diggs and Woods back to back. Like that's the kind of guy you need. You need that balance if you're a Diggs owner. it's a Diggs is the type of guy you want on your team if you went Andrew Luck in the fifth round where you know you're getting 20 points at him every time. Yeah. So, like, that's the – you need to know what type of te- – uh, it's very team-dependent of whether or not you should have Stephon Diggs or not.
1: Yeah, and he also yeah. – he went up 180 yards from 2017 to 2018, which is nice to see. And he was also uh, eighth in the league in red zone receptions, which is nice to see. That's the thing about these receivers too. Adam Thielen had eight touchdowns last season after only four in 2017, and some people might say that's not sustainable, eight touchdowns. But Adam Thielen was fourth in – in the league in red zone receptions, so both these guys were top ten in the league in red zone receptions. They are the red zone weapons. They
0: went to them no matter what, no matter where, no matter how, no matter why.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yes, Diggs. The volatility obviously is painful some weeks, but that's what you're doing when that's what you're do- when you draft Diggs. You know that's what you're drafting, and you have to deal with it. And there is a Diggs is a talented young receiver, so there's always a chance he steps
0: up and takes a. Becomes more consistent this season. Um, speaking of hurting everywhere, Dalvin Cook in the running back uh, pre- preview. Excuse me. Look, talent is there. Number one, workload is there when he plays. Number two, I don't think they've made it very. Uh, they've made it very clear that they want to give the ball to him in a Zeke type of way. Um, last year, he was limited in his touches when he came back. Still got over seventeen touches a game in a limited role. Forty catches in ten games, four point six yards per carry. Now, with that being said, the dude is going in front of Todd Gurley right now in drafts. How you take Dalvin Cook over Todd Gurley, just it boggles my mind. It's all about
1: upside and the injury risk if you're willing to take it. His last four games, I put it over 16, extrapolated it. It would have had 1,200 rushing yards, eight touchdowns,
0: 440
1: receiving yards, and four touchdowns.
0: And that's not, uh, that's not crazy. And, and somewhere like 40 catches to do that. Yeah, so that's very good. It
1: just, are you willing to pay the price? One thing to note is that Gary Kubiak is the special assistant now. And Kubiak loves to run, a, run a, an outside zone run scheme. And according to PFF last year, Dalvin Cook was the third most effective runner in that type of scheme. So this is a fit that's going to be very good for the Vikings. Knowledge. And Dalvin Cook. Also,
0: Except in games versus the Lions.
1: Gary Kubiak, uh, as an offensive coordinator, he's never failed to have a top 12 rushing yard season. Doesn't matter who the runner is. Hmm. It's all about
0: health. Yep.
1: I didn't necessarily love Dalvin Cook before today. Yeah. Before doing this. It,
0: before we really got into the. The, the upside really is, it, there. Really is there. it really is there. Gary Kubiak is the uh,
1: is the boon for this guy. But the thing is Dalvin Cook, though, four games this rookie season, eleven games last season. Just like Joe Mixon, he he should be a late second round pick. Yeah. Not late first, not early second, because there's too much risk. And there's just too many question marks if with th- him on the field. And like you were saying, they want him to be a Zeke-type role. One game last season, in 11 games, he had more than 16 carries. Uh, he was on a pitch count. So, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You don't know if how much you're going to want to increase at this season. One game with over 16 carries is not tremendous.
0: Uh, sure. Fine. But that's just carries. But if like you're looking if at wanna, touches, he had you, seventeen touches a game with the pitch count.
1: If you want to take a shot on Cook early second, I can't blame you. Mid second, sure. Late second, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely take it. But I don't if I'm drafting late in the draft, I'm probably not gonna own any Dalvin Cook because I'm not willing to take him at the one two. No, I nah, I'd
0: rather have a guy like James Connor for sure over or him. Julio Jones. Um yeah. Uh, Well, let's talk about his backup, Alexander Madison. Um, Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. The president Uh, of the Vikings. 5'10", 220, can do it all. He's probably not going to have any type of role in this offense unless Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Yeah, I mean, for me...
1: He's just strictly a handcuff. I don't see him carving out any type of role. But
0: I, hold on. I'm, I'm seeing the future. I have a feeling that we're all going to be talking about Alexander Madison a little later Absolutely. on. Yes. All right. So let's go to tight end then before you get to that. Before you get to that. Yeah. I do, uh, sorry to leave the hang. Oh. Look at Michael oh. wants to get it out so bad. Oh, uh, <laughs> Let's go to tight end. Kyle Rudolph. Look, I feel like he's the guy that we know what to expect out of him. We know what's coming from Kyle Rudolph. Um, signed an extension. That was a little surprising because they did draft Irv Smith. Irv so, Smith. Kyle Rudolph. I mean, is he just—he's just like tight end eight, lock it, lock it in, tight end eight. No, uh, yeah. well
1: now I think he's a tight end fourteen. Yeah,
0: there's mm-hmm. more tight end talent. There's more days. tight end
1: talent. There's uh, more run heavy scheme. He and two it. receivers on the outside that they're gonna throw to. I don't want any part of all. Four games last season in which he reached fifty receiving yards. Only four, mm-hmm. and he played a full season. Yeah, that's rough.
0: And now he's got Irv Smith, and they got all these weapons, and Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. Yeah. You're right. Passing up want, on him. Yeah, no way. So let's talk about the one injury away. I think we all have Alexander Madison, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean who else is going to pick? Laquan Treadwell? Um, so, Michael, you really wanted to talk about Madison. Go ahead, man.
1: I was just saying I, I don't really like love Madison as a player. He's a decent player. He has a draft capital. Just that he is my favorite handcuff to own, period. Like, if you take Alexander Madison in the 10th round, I won't blame you. Because Dalvin Cook is very... Uh, has a high injury risk, has only played 15 games in two seasons, and like Jason said, Gary Kubiak offenses are effective running the ball, and that's Alexander Madison's job and only Alexander Madison's job if Cook goes down. Facts. So he is my favorite handcuff by far.
0: I, I'm going to have to agree. I think that he's my... I, I'm trying to have him even if I don't have Dalvin Cook on my team. I, I like him. Yeah, and then trade him to the Dalvin Cook owner for a cha-ching, too. Oh, for cha ching for Cha-Ching. Who's Cha-Ching?
1: He's a new running back on the Saints. Oh, nice.
0: Uh, I hear he's money. <laughs> um, that, that'll that be all for us. Uh, you could find us all at Broto Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest of those social outlets and medias. Jason, where are you going? You, you got plans or something? You know, your these ears are, are sweaty. your ears a little bit. Well, tell them where to find you since you're in a rush to Jason get out, out of here. You know, Michael? And Mike
1: underscore Patrop. Am I
0: a bitch for saying that? That sometimes you just got to take these off the ears? okay you get you got a hot date or something get out of here i'll put them <laughs> on uh you can find me on all social media outlets at temper trap but only if you're feeling real 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 frisky um also don't forget patreon.com slash proto fantasy in order to true that help the podcast out we're trying to make this our jobs people we want to give you what it takes to win so we'd like to some money in exchange please <laughs> thank you um also uh what else we got we got YouTube.com slash BrodoFantasy, BrodoFantasy.com, of course, for everything, at BrodoFantasy on all social media outlets. Basically, type in BrodoFantasy on Google and see all the crap that pops up, and that's us. Young Brodo, baby. Every single day, too, we're bringing you podcasts. Don't forget, every Wednesdays, we're coming out every Wednesday. When the we Day are, of Weddings. Right? We're coming out with...
1: The Day of Weddings, we vowed to bring you, yeah, but, you content.
0: Know, I, I don't <laughs> remember the last time I went to a Wednesday wedding. I'm getting married on a Sunday, which is annoying. You know, yeah, it's that it kind of annoying. Well, I had to take off work on Monday. I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, not sorry for bringing you content every day. So we'll see you tomorrow. Word up. Peace Later. out. Later.